In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, and all the church nerds know that Advent begins the new church year. So Happy New Year to all of you. This is when we begin that new year. We get to take stock of the year that has passed and begin to think about the year that is in front of us. Now, Advent always starts with a somewhat odd gospel passage. You may have noticed that Advent was not perhaps the main theme of today's gospel lesson. Instead, the first Sunday of Advent, we always get a gospel lesson that's looking toward the future, something about judgment or something about the end times. In the church world, we call that eschatological. That's your 50 cent word of the day. Eschatology is all about the end and the judgment that Jesus is telling us. And we, as Christians, are called to live in this in-between time where it's not quite the old creation, but we're not quite to the new creation. We are here in between. And Advent gives us a chance to consider what that new beginning and what that new creation may be off in the future. By beginning with that kind of reading, we can adjust ourselves to this new year and begin to invite for us a way to be new ourselves in the coming year. Now, thinking about the future makes me think about planning. I love to plan, and mostly because I don't like to wait. And as I was thinking about being an impatient person, I realized that there are so many ways in my life that I have tried to reduce the amount of time I wait on anything. And I was thinking about all the different apps on my phone that give me the opportunity to save time and not wait. I mean, I definitely, I always order coffee ahead of time before I walk into Starbucks so I do not have to wait in line. I check my Target app to make sure the item I want is at a certain place so I don't go to the wrong place and have to go to another one because I don't like wasting time. I am a regular on Open Table and Resi, and I rarely ever go anywhere to eat anymore when I don't have a reservation because why stand in a doorway and wait anymore? And then I even think about going to self-checkout, regardless of how much stuff I have in my cart. I always go because doing something feels so much better to me than waiting in line for someone else to check me out. It's really pitiful. And I hope that you are all much better than me when it comes to being patient in the world. But I think the truth is, none of us are great at waiting. None of us delight in standing still and doing nothing. We all want to be doing something. And the thing about Advent is that Advent is all about waiting. And so Advent can be one of those seasons that we kind of just ignore. You know, it's nice, it's pretty, we do the things and the decorations and we come and we pray, but we really don't want to wait. And so we kind of get busy with other things and we can sort of jump this short little four-week beautiful season of Advent. As we wait for Christmas Day, as we get busy with all of the holiday trappings, we can find that we've missed the opportunity to consider what Jesus is inviting us to think about when it comes to the future, the promise that we have received from Jesus, that promise that the world as it is, the mess that is all around us, will at some point be recreated, made new again. We are given the promise that God 
will dwell with us in the future. God will wipe away every tear. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. All of these first things will pass away and God will make everything new. Waiting, waiting is hard, especially when the world is in such need, especially when we are in such need. But what if we're not supposed to do nothing while we wait? What if we're meant to do something in this period of waiting? Now, we can wax poetically all about the complex theology of eschatology and incarnation and all the other stuff, but the basic message of Advent is this. Advent is a time to take action. Advent is a time to get ourselves together because none of us have done everything we wish we would have last year. Advent is a time to claim and to grab God's radical promise that the world right now is not the way it could be. It's an opportunity for us to ask ourselves the question, are we living the way of Christ every day? Asking, are we trusting in God alone or are we putting our trust in all of the little buckets the world gives us that will ultimately fail? Now, if we think about this past year, my bet is that some of us have done a pretty good job with our spiritual lives, trying regularly to live the way of Christ. Good job. Some of us have done meh, an acceptable job in our spiritual lives, trying occasionally when we think about it or when someone reminds us to live the way of Christ. And then some of us are just praying very hard that no one's keeping score, right? The good news is that God does not keep score. What happened yesterday is gone. What happens tomorrow is all God wants of us. The pressure and the guilt that we can put on ourselves about what we haven't done, let it go. And instead, be open to the invitation of doing the new thing, the better thing, living the way of Christ in a better way tomorrow. Now, I know this can be hard to hear when we talk about Advent in the period of time when the Christmas rush is already upon us. Now, we've been decorating at my house. We have lots of gifts already wrapped. And my guess is that you all are kind of getting to that place, too. There are Christmas parties that have been planned. We are now organizing our calendars. And somebody's going to invite us to a last-minute Christmas party. And we're going to want to go, but it's going to be hard because we're busy. And all of that stuff can get in the way, especially when we're trying to be open to a gospel message like today where Jesus is inviting us to wait in this beautiful moment to do something important to help bring about God's kingdom right now. See, in the moment that we have today in our gospel lesson, we are reminded of the problem of our human existence. We see this over and over in what Jesus talked about. People before the flood were doing all the normal things until they were just washed away. Jesus says that at some point before the return, people will simply be going about their work, doing all the normal mundane things, and they will just be snatched up. And then perhaps the hardest moment comes when Jesus talks about how the owner of the house, if they knew when the thief was coming, would have stayed awake. Keeping awake That's the key. 
Staying awake and tuned in and aware of what God is doing in the world, that is really what Advent is inviting us to do, to maintain that kind of focus and attention on what God is doing and what God wants us to do along the way. This, this is the challenge of Advent. And with the end of the year looming, with all of the holiday rush and the pressure to close out the year well, to get things right, and with all the ever-present reality of the mess and heartbreak and pain and confusion of the world that seems to bear down on us all the time, we can feel a bit overwhelmed. We can feel like we should just stop. And yet, that is when God comes to meet us and to encourage us once again to keep going. We are Christian. We follow the Christ. We follow Jesus who calls us to remain faithfully awake. And the real hope is that we are not expected to know everything, but we are expected to do something good. And so, in that invitation to do this Advent, we've got you covered. There are so many ways that we will be helpful to you along this journey. And guess what? All of that help and the doing that we are called is about using our gifts well. You've heard me say it before, I'm going to say it again. Our gifts have been given to us by God, and God calls us to use those gifts in very important ways. The first is the time to show up. Being here is half of it. Showing up to worship, to pray together is huge. And in Advent, we don't just have the Sunday experiences. We have many other experiences that are special to this season. I hope you will take advantage of things like our lessons and carol services that are coming. Come and enjoy the children putting on the nativity pageant and more. There are so many different ways to add to the experience of worship that we have here on Sundays and the time commitment, the gift of our time, although it seems too significant, is something that will pay off in a big way. And then we've got our talent. We are all given such amazing talents to use in service to one another. And we can do that here, and we can do that out in the community. There are ways that you can serve here, one another, that are caring ways that help people along their own paths. Or you can go outside in our community. You can do service. And we've got people in the hallways today to help connect you with those service opportunities so that we can use our talents to help extend God's kingdom. And then there's the treasure. We have to invest in what we do here. And that investment deepens our care and our concern. That investment changes our hearts and minds over time. Invest enough that you care to be on this way of Christ together. The Spirit of God is here and calling us into something new in this new year. Calling us to do what is most confident in God's world. And when we take the action in the spirit of hope and faith, never truly knowing if what we do is the right thing to do, then we have done enough. I'll say that again. The promise that Jesus makes this new year is that so long as we do something with faith and with hope, it may not be the most right, but it will be enough. This year, 
Commit to not worrying about getting things right. And instead, make a commitment today to doing everything you do with love. And when that happens, we will be on the path to help bring about God's kingdom now. Happy New Year. Amen.